So today's reading is found on page 162 of the Church Bibles. It's from Numbers chapter 24, beginning at verse 1. It's page 162. Now, when Balaam saw it, pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not resort to sorcery, as at other times, but turned his face towards the desert. When Balaam looked out and saw Israel encamped tribe by tribe, the Spirit of God came upon him, and he uttered his oracle. The oracle of Balaam, son of Beor, the oracle of one whose eye sees clearly, the oracle of one who hears the words of God, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who falls prostrate, and whose eyes are opened. How beautiful are your tents, O Jacob, your dwelling places, O Israel. Like valleys they spread out, like gardens beside a river, like aloes planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. Water will flow from their buckets, their seed will have abundant water. Their king will be greater than Agag, their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt, they have the strength of a wild ox. They devour hostile nations and break their bones in pieces. With their arrows they pierce them. Like a lion they crouch and lie down, like a lioness. Who dares to rouse them? May those who bless you be blessed, and those who curse you be cursed. Then Balak's anger burned against Balaam. He struck his hands together and said to him, I summoned you to curse my enemies, but you have blessed them these three times. Now leave at once and go home. I said I would reward you handsomely, but the Lord has kept you from being rewarded. Balaam answered Balak, Did I not tell the messengers you sent me? Even if Balak gave me his palace filled with silver and gold, I could not do anything of my own accord, good or bad, to go beyond the command of the Lord. And I must say only what the Lord says. Now I am going back to my people, but come, let me warn you of what this people will do to your people in days to come. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that we have the chance to read the Bible. And now we pray that you will help us to understand it and to know how it affects us. Amen. So, who do you hire as a hitman to save your enemies? That was the question that King Balak had. King Balak wanted to hire a hitman. Why did he want to hire a hitman? King Balak was the king of the Moabites. He had a huge territory. And from his vantage point, he had seen a great tribe of people moving along. He'd heard about them having battles that they'd won. They were coming his way. 
And he had to stop them before they reached him. They were stronger than the army that he could get together. Well, you've guessed who the tribe were. And last week, kids in Christ were talking about the people of Israel being slaves in Egypt. And God sent some things to make the Egyptians let his people go. I have some kids in Christ people at the frontier. Do you think they can remember? (laughs) Do you think they're listening? (laughs) Do you think they can remember what happened last week? No. (laughs) Ten plagues. That's what you did last week. Ten plagues. Try and remember in the next few minutes what were the worst of the plagues. God sent plagues to let his people go out of Egypt. Uh, If you noticed on verse 8, it says, God brought them out of Egypt. They have the strength of a wild ox. So they're following God to the land he promised them. On their way, they'd asked a king at Kadesh if they could travel through his land. They'd asked very nicely, if we promise to behave and if we keep to the path, But the king said no. And he sent an army out. So they had to fight. And they won. The Canaanite king saw them coming. He didn't stop to ask any questions. He attacked. And again the Israelites had to fight. So now King Balak is seeing these people approaching his land. He was terrified. He didn't know that they'd said please to the other kings. He didn't know that they'd promised to behave and that actually they weren't even interested in fighting him. He was frightened. He hired a hitman called Balaam. Balaam was a mercenary. He was available for hire at the right price. And the king promised to reward him handsomely. But he wasn't quite what we think of as a hitman. He was a sorcerer, a fortune teller sort of person. And the idea was that Balaam would put a curse on the Israelites so that then the king could defeat them in battle. And Balaam was the man to do it. He was very good at what he did. But what he wanted to do was very bad. He was very well known. And if, leave the Israelites in the desert for a minute and think about Jesus about a thousand and half a thousand years later. He had disciples, Peter and John. And Peter wrote a letter to people. um, And he mentioned Balaam. It was in Peter's second letter. And then John, he wrote that big book at the very end of the Bible called Revelation. He mentioned Balaam as well. And I can't tell you what he said because it would be a spoiler for the next part of the story. (laughs) Peter said that Balaam loved the wages of wickedness. It was in his second letter, chapter 2, verse 15, if you want to look it up. So, 
The sorcerer Balaam was known about right from this very sort of the beginning, the numbers at the beginning of the Bible, right through, he gets a mention at the end of the Bible in Revelation. And King Balak hired him to put a curse on the people of Israel. So, what might he have used? People who are fortune tellers, sorcery sort of people, what do they use? Things like tarot cards, crystals, special stones, pendulums. It's frightening to think you can buy all that stuff on Etsy at the moment. Maybe you might have wanted to have sent them a plague, like God did to the Egyptians. Any ideas as to what sort of plague he might have wanted to send them? Frogs. Excellent frogs. Somebody said something over here as well. Locusts. Gnats. Excellent. I see they were listening. So, um, by the time our story starts, he'd already had two goes at doing this. He'd already had two goes at standing on top of a mountain and cursing the people of Israel. He'd laid out his stuff. He'd used his sorcery to the best that he possibly could. Do you think he could? No. He'd already had two goes, he'd failed. He'd tried to curse the people of Israel but he couldn't. God wouldn't let him. Even though he wanted to do bad things, he knew that God is Lord of the world. And this time, the third time, if you're looking at the Bible, right at the very beginning, it says, it does say, he did not, right in the very first verse, he did not resort to sorcery as at the other times. By this time, he's actually worked out that it doesn't work. He can't do it. God is more powerful. He said, instead of cursing the people, he said that God was sending them a love letter. That their tents were beautiful. That they were strong. Totally like a garden and a mighty people. Well, King Balak was furious. Sorry, Richard. <laughs> King Balak was furious. I was going to pay you to curse these people. And now you've sent them a love letter. Well, I'm not going to pay you. And Balaam says, I couldn't do anything else. I could only say what the Lord allowed me to say. I did warn you before. I couldn't go beyond the command of the Lord. Well, the people of Israel, they were encamped there in their beautiful tents. They didn't know that any of this was going on. They didn't know that King Balak wanted to curse them, and yet God was looking after them, even when they didn't know it. What do you think they were doing? They were probably still grumbling about the food and the water. And God was protecting and sending blessings upon them. Isn't that what good parents do? 
They watch out for their children. As you're busy playing and running about, they're going, watch out, there's a road. Hold someone's hand. Come here. And even before you go out, I mean, you just want to go out, don't you? You just want to go out and play. And they're going, have you been to the toilet? Where's your coat? And it's because they're looking out for us. They love us. And they know what the pitfalls are out of there. They know there aren't any toilets in the park. When I used to visit my granny, just, just before I left, she would remind me to look in the back of my car before I got in, just to make sure there was no one there. Because round about that time, there was a thing of people getting in the back of a car and then attacking the person when they got in their car to drive away. You know, she was cared. She'd heard about this on the news and she wanted to look after me. She didn't want any harm to come to me. It's because they love us. They don't want harm to come to us. The children of God, that includes us. God is our father. And he watches over us, even in our wilderness. Whatever our particular wilderness is. Balaam was good at his job. He was a spiritual person, which is why God could get him to say what he wanted. We live in a spiritual world. And a lot of the time, with all our technological stuff, we're not really aware of it. But as I said, things like the tarot cards, the crystals and all that, they're available. And so even though Balaam was a bad man, God used him to teach us that these sort of things just aren't useful. Balaam didn't use his sorcery because he knew that God was more powerful. And so if anyone tries to get us to, be, to use it or be involved with it, then we know we can say no. There's no point. God is more powerful. Balaam knew God in his head, but not in his heart. He knew that God was Lord of all, but Balaam was still greedy and wicked, and yet God used him to bless the people. So, so far, it's all going well for the children of God. They're still in a wilderness, but God is protecting them from the people who might want to harm them. The sorcery didn't work because God was in charge. He didn't allow it. And instead of being hurt, they were loved. And that's something for us to remember, that though we are still in our own wilderness, we have been saved by Jesus. We're on our way to the promised land. But we're in our wilderness at the moment. And things often don't seem to go right. But over it all, we have this awesome Father God who loves us. Let's pray.